Welcome to another edition of the Let's Fucking Grow podcast. In today's podcast, we're going to go over how Elon Musk made $8 billion in a single day yesterday. We're going to talk about universal basic income and how an overwhelming majority of people now support it. And we're going to talk about the Democratic National Convention that's being held completely virtually, how it's been, who's to speak, and what do people think about it. All up in today's episode of the Let's Fucking Grow podcast. The first thing I want to get right into is the fact that Elon Musk made an incredible $8 billion in one day yesterday. He is now the fourth richest person in the world. Tesla stock rose 11% to an all-time high after Elon Musk announced the 5 to 1 stock split. He actually surpassed Bernard Arnott, which is a French billionaire and CEO of Louis Vuitton. So he is now richer than the CEO of Louis Vuitton, passing for fourth place. It's insane what's been happening with Elon Musk's wealth, which is now at $84.8 billion. I believe before coronavirus, I remember he was around $30 billion. To go from $30 billion to $84.8 billion in just a matter of seven or six months is absolutely insane. He's now currently behind Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg, who has a net worth of $99 billion. So if things keep going this way, he's going to surpass them very quickly. Now, I've always said that Elon Musk will be the world's first trillionaire, and here's why. He is single-handedly getting us to space better faster and cheaper than anyone else has ever done. He currently has around 600 Starlink satellites into space. If you don't know what a Starlink satellite is, it's the first worldwide satellite internet that's going to be available to people next year. What he did is he invented a way to reuse a rocket. When he launches it to space and he launches a satellite that they're paying him for, he was able to reuse the same rocket six times in a row today, breaking a record. All he has to do is pay for the gas. A company will come in and say, Mr. Musk, we want you to launch our new weather satellite into space. Typically, he charges around $60 million for that. The company pays that. He builds a rocket, launches it into space. Now Elon Musk has that rocket that he can reuse for whatever he wants. And it will probably cost him about half a million dollars in fuel to get up 60 of these satellites. Now, if you haven't seen these satellites, it's amazing. The entire fairing, which is the top of the rocket, carries these 60 satellites. It's as big as a school bus. It's amazing the way they've been able to do this. And now they have 600 satellites out of a proposed 12,000 to give us worldwide internet. Now what that means is that you will no longer have to pay a cable company or an internet company for internet. That also means that you can take your little device and plug it into the wall and have perfect service anywhere in the world. You can even plug it into a solar panel anywhere in Africa, anywhere in the Middle East, anywhere in Siberia, it doesn't matter where you are because you will always have a satellite above you that can give you signal. It is going to change the world completely. It is revolutionary. It's never happened in the history of humanity. And one other thing that it's going to break barriers on is he is going to be able to have anyone in the world be his customer. Think of what I just said. Anyone in the world is going to be able to be his customer. Now, what that means is that somebody in Saudi Arabia, someone in Russia, someone in Peru, someone in America can all pay Elon Musk money. What it's going to do is allow anyone in the world to become his customer. Let's put this into perspective. Comcast Cable has the most amount of internet subscribers in America. They have 26.5 million people that buy broadband internet from them. If we do some simple math, at 26.5 million subscribers, let's say paying on average $40 a month, that is a revenue of $1 billion. 
dollars, over one billion dollars per month of 26.5 million people. Now there are seven billion people on this planet and Comcast is only available in America. So consider this, consider Elon Musk gets just 1% of the world using his internet. 1% of 7.5 billion is 750 million people. If Elon Musk is able to capture just 1% of the world's population paying him $40 a month for internet, that means that his monthly revenue from Starlink will be $3 billion per month, per month. Now that's not even in addition to Tesla, Neuralink, and all these other companies that he owns. This is simply off Starlink, which is being paid for by other companies paying him to launch their satellites into space and then reusing that to launch his own Starlink satellites into space. That is an amazing feat that he is going to accomplish and it's going to be available for public consumption starting next year. In addition to that, Elon Musk will be the first person that's going to be able to harvest the moon. And what I mean by that is he's going to be able to get minerals and elements from the moon and then bring them back to earth and then sell them. You have to realize that right now in order to dig in the ground it takes a lot of power and that's because earth gravity is fairly strong at 9.81 meters per second squared. So it means that it takes a lot of energy to get stuff out of the ground. You pick up all that earth and then move it. That earth has weight. Move it excavate the minerals and then bring them up transport them it takes a lot of energy to do that now on the moon you don't have that problem there is no atmosphere on the moon which is why it looks pockmarked with asteroids and rocks because anything can hit it that gets in its way it has no atmosphere to burn it up and stop it so because the moon has no atmosphere and a very weak gravity you can excavate much easier without having all that regolith which is what they call the moon dust it's called a regolith you don't have to use a lot of energy to pick it up you can just move it to the side and because there is very weak gravity and no atmosphere it will do what you tell it to and if you want to return that back to Earth, it takes very little energy to launch it off the moon and get it back to Earth. All you have to do is point it in the right direction. And as soon as it hits the Earth's atmosphere, it will suck it in and return it to Earth because we have gravity. So he is going to be the first person to mine the moon. He is going to be the first trillionaire of the world. Now, Jeff Bezos is extremely scared. He's extremely mad. They have a grudge against him. He is the world's richest person right now with about $190 billion. However, Elon Musk, as you can see, is on track to overtake him very, very soon with all that he's doing. And that is my two cents on exactly how Elon Musk made $8 billion and how he's going to make a lot more. The next topic we're going to cover today on the podcast is the Democratic National Convention, which started yesterday, Monday. Today is Tuesday. It is not your normal convention. Typically in a Democratic and a Republican National Convention, you have a massive gathering of people, the party elites, the delegates, which actually vote, and you have the rah-rah, the balloons, the confetti, all the cameras, the backdrops, the stage. Everything is done very well. This is the Super Bowl of politics, but with coronavirus. It's an all virtual event. So what they've done is they've taken these green screens to make it look like there's a big stage and each politician who speaks pre-records his or her message, reads it out, 
to the teleprompter, it's recorded, and then it's shown to the people. So it's not really exactly the way we wanted it to be or the way we expect it to be, but with the times being what they are, they had to do what they had to do with the tools they had available to them while still being safe. That being said, today is Tuesday, and we have a few very big names in politics who are going to speak, including Bill Clinton, John Kerry, who ran against President Bush, and former President Jimmy Carter, who is now 95 years old. I can't wait to see how he's been. Last night, Michelle Obama gave a scathing review on Donald Trump, basically said he's had the time that he's needed to get to where we want him to be, and he's not there. He's obviously in over his head. We need someone else like Joe Biden to do the job. That was Michelle Obama, who a lot of people actually thought was going to be running for the presidency or maybe as a vice president. She's insanely popular. She actually had a higher approval rating than President Obama did when President Obama was in office. Just think about that. And now she's written her book. She has her podcast, the Michelle Obama podcast, which I think is doing very well. So she's on the up and up. She's having a great time. And who knows, maybe next time she might run, that's yet to be seen. Now, of course, you should know that Kamala Harris has been nominated to be the vice president. She will be the first African-American vice president ever. She comes from Jamaican and Indian parents. She's a former senator here in California, and now she's a running mate to Joe Biden. What I'm personally most excited about is the fact that they gave Andrew Yang a speaking spot at the Democratic National Convention. Just a year and a half ago, Andrew Yang was an absolute nobody. And if you listen to me a lot, you know how much I love this guy. He's all lost logic, all facts, all figures, leads emotion out the door. He likes Republicans. He likes everyone. He says, we're all Americans. AI and robots are coming for our jobs. Not each other, not immigrants. Anyway, he's going to be able to speak on the last day of the convention. That's the big granddaddy night. That's the big pickle. That's the big chalupa. And he's going to speak hopefully right before Joe Biden speaks. Now, of all the people that are going to be speaking on that last day, I promise you, there was no one that has more energy and is younger, more vibrant, and better to speak to a crowd than Andrew Yang. Now, why Joe Biden has not endorsed universal basic income is completely beyond me. I've always said that if Donald Trump came out and said, we are going to make UBI happen, we are going to give every single American, regardless of political party, $1,000 a month from the age of 18 until the day you die, I guarantee you, he will wipe the floor clean with anybody that comes up against him. And just the opposite. If Joe Biden were to say this, or the Democrats were to say, we are going to make sure UBI is a cornerstone of our new presidency as soon as we get into office, as soon as you vote us into office, I guarantee you, he will wipe the floor clean with Donald Trump. Now, Donald Trump has already taken a page from Andrew Yang's book. The stimulus checks that were sent out because of coronavirus were an Andrew Yang idea. And Donald Trump took a page from Andrew Yang's book, and he got a lot of good feedback from that. Now, Donald Trump, I believe, because I'm not him, but I believe he will do, and it's pretty apparent that he will say anything that has to be said in order to get reelected. But, mark my words, if Donald Trump comes out and the Republicans come out in favor of universal basic income, the Democrats will have lost a massive chance that they will never have again to be at the forefront of pushing this idea forward. Andrew Yang is the one who brought it back into the mainstream thought process of America. And if the Republicans take a page from Andrew Yang's book, I believe that the Republicans will hold this against the Democrats for as long as we all shall live. And it will work because they were the first ones to go ahead and come out for it. So will Joe Biden adopt universal basic income to his platform is yet to be seen. If he does, if he does it, it's going to be massive because, and this is what I wanted to get to, and I'm glad we have this transition, is that universal basic income is now approved by an overwhelming majority of Americans from both parties.
Now check this out. This is a Harris X poll that was conducted between February and August 2020. So they've been asking the same questions every few months about universal basic income. This poll was done between 1,000 and 2,800 registered voters. So that means it's Republicans and Democrats. And the question was, should the government have a universal basic income program or UBI? 55% said yes. Now that is a stark contrast to what it was even last year. Now here's some even more amazing figures. In that same poll, 18 to 34 year olds across both parties said yes, the government should have a UBI program at the rate of 69%. Here's even more amazing data. In the 35 to 49 year old demographic, 69% of people also said that we should have UBI, exactly the same as the 18 to 34 year olds. At 50 to 64 year olds, it's still 45% which is almost half. Now these people know that this isn't really for them. I mean, they're not gonna get the most out of it that the 18 to 34 year olds are, but as Americans, we always want to take care of our younger generation, whether it means sacrificing something that we have in order to make the next generation better. However, it's gonna affect everyone. And here is the most amazing figure out of this entire poll. In February of 2019, only 27% of Republicans supported a UBI program. 27% of Republicans supported a UBI program because, number one, it was Andrew Yang who was talking about it. And Andrew Yang was running as a Democrat. In August of 2020, that number is up to 36%. 36% of Republicans want UBI as a program. That is an amazing turn of events and it's only growing. With Democrats, it has a 71% approval rating, 71%. And independents support it 56% of the time. So Democrats support it at 71%, independents at 56, Republicans at 36. Those are all trending up. If you look at the charts, it's all trending up. And this is amazing to see because it's not a democratic policy. It's not a Republican policy. It's an American policy. And you're able to give every American, Republican, Democrat, poor, rich, every single American under the sun over the age of 18 will get $1,000 a month or thereabouts for the rest of their life. And it's amazing because of the fact that what it grants you, and I always talk about this, and if you've listened to me talk about UBI, you know how passionate I am about it. UBI is amazing and we all should want it for all Americans so that we all are better off, regardless of what you stand for and how you think. So if you wanna watch the Democratic National Convention, it's on all the major news channels. You can just tune in tonight and tomorrow night and Thursday night is the grand finale where they're gonna have Joe Biden and my boy Andrew Yang speak. If you wanna be one of the first people in the world to get access to Starlink, the world's first global internet that runs through only satellites and not fiber optic cables like what we have now, just go to starlink.com, S-T-A-R-L-I-N-K.com and you can sign up and put your address and it will tell you when they have service available in your area. I've signed up and I suggest that you do too. So stop paying these insane prices for internet and having low latency and bad connectivity. And that was this episode of the Let's Fucking Grow podcast. We went over some current topics, including how Elon Musk made $8 billion in one day, how the Democratic National Convention has adapted because of coronavirus, and how it's been going on the first day and for the rest of the program. And of course, the changes in approval ratings for universal basic income. Thank you so much for listening, and I will see you on the next episode.